The Super Speedway Podcast is a Dream Bigger Media production. For news, photos, show notes, and information about advertising on the podcast, visit www.thesuperspeedway.com. Welcome to the Super Speedway. Welcome to episode 121 of the Super Speedway Podcast, recorded Saturday, August 10th, 2019. I'm your host, Eric Young, and I am without my co-host today, James Cush, as I am at Michigan International Speedway in the Media Center, and I'm joined today by a special guest, the host of the Lap Traffic Podcast, Brandon Crowd. How's it going, Brandon? Good, man. How are you? I don't know about it. Well, it depends on definitions of special, you know. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Thanks, well, man. I had the orange cone on last year, and he was a special guest, yeah, too. Well, hey, yeah, the cone and I, yeah, know him a, a minute, and yeah, for sure. <laughs> yeah, I know he's a frequent guest on your show. Yes. Um, yes. So I guess to start out with, Brandon, for people who listen to me and don't listen to you, you got a lot more listeners than I do, but um, that uh, that don't know about your show, what? tell me about the Lap Traffic Podcast. Uh, man, it's it's uh, it's a hobby that, that's grown exponentially over the last couple of years. It's <laughs> unbelievable. Um Partly due to Michigan International Speedway, you know, uh, you know, we're podcasters, right? And the fact that, you know, they acknowledge what we do as as uh, actual media. You know, I don't consider myself a media member. I'd like to say I have media access um, <laughs> with some really cool perks. But uh, yeah, it, it's awesome. Um, I, I talk everything from, you know, nonsense about my weekends through, you, you know, I'm a diehard trucks guy. I love the trucks. I put a lot of focus on all three series. Uh, I've had drivers from all three series on, weather segments, fantasy segments, listener call-ins. Uh, the show's really kind of taken um, a life of its own, which is which is really cool, man. How'd you get started doing it? Just a random at the bar and was like, hmm, I think I could do a podcast. So, <laughs> yeah, yeah, it, just one of those things and put it into motion, man. That's my buddy and I started ours because we'd ride down to Eldora together and talk for six hours on the way to the track. And right. we're like, we should record this. Yeah. This would be good. Absolutely. Somehow Absolutely. some people started listening to us yeah. for some reason. Yeah. There you go. There you go. <laughs> um, you mentioned your guests. You've got a ton of great guests. You do that very consistently. Tell me about some of the people you've had on your show. Um, oh, I tell you, some of the coolest and ones that have become more than just interviews and developed, you know, friendships with Jeff Striegel, man. That dude is awesome. Um, he was on the show to open MIS weekend last week. He's going to be on Tuesday to close out the show there, uh, which is just awesome. Him and I text each other, you know, <laughs> so that's, that's really, really cool. Um, you know, Rick Brenner from MIS has been on a handful of times. You mentioned the orange cone, him and I have become friends. NASCAR chasm has been on a handful of times. Um, PETM podcast, who I know you've yep. interacted with a little bit. Uh, it's just an awesome community to, to be able to interact and, and have some fun there. Um, you know, I, I would say some of the other, you know, Grant Enfinger will pass me in the garage. He knows who I am. And I'm like, are you kidding me? That's one of the coolest things in the world. Like, um, I was in victory lane right now with, with Austin Hill and, and standing out there getting pictures and stuff like that. And his PR rep gave me a hug, you know, like that's one of the things that's still kind of surreal. Like that's where, uh, you know, real media that, that they're used to that, you know, it's still uh, fan based, but professionally done, you know, which is really cool. I get fascinated every time one of the, the NASCAR people recognizes me or something. Matt Humphrey just called me by name. It's like, right. yeah, and, absolutely. And then, you know, Brad Keselowski, whenever you talk to him, he uses your name. And when the first time Brad uttered my name, it's like, Holy cow. <laughs> See, he doesn't even know my name. So you're a step ahead. There we go. <laughs> well, I don't know if he'd remember it now, but he did address me by name. So um, uh, 
where was I going here? I lost completely lost my train of thought, which is pretty common on this show. <laughs> um, how long have you been a NASCAR fan? I started getting into NASCAR, you know, um, God, uh, 18, 19 years old. Uh, high school, end of high school, I started really getting into it. My uncle was always into it. My grandpa worked for GM. He was always coming to the track, you know, used to come every once in a while as a kid, not as, you know, diehard. Once, you know, I really started becoming a fan in my early 20s, started coming out on Sundays and all that kind of stuff. So um, I, I'll be honest, I missed, I came on and in as a fan after Earnhardt. Okay. Um, you know, and that's, you, you know, everyone, well, you got to pick a driver, you know, and <laughs> that's how, I, you know, as a fan, Kevin Harvick became my driver, took over for him, you know smart ass kind of guy you know fit my character and personality you know a little bit so you know that's that's how that's all kind of come into shape there does it fascinate you to to have followed it and then be on the inside now kind of i mean obviously it's, we're only here a few weeks yeah but. yeah no it, it's unbelievable like i said i never in my wildest dreams would have ever imagined that you know you know i i'd, I'd be talking to driver yeah it's it's still I still am a fanboy when I come here, right? I mean, if we break it down, to be honest, like I, I homer out, you know, it's it's crazy being here. So. In June, I got to ask Jimmy Johnson a few questions. Me too. Oh, my God. Yes. And I was like, <laughs> this. why are they letting me do this? Right. Like, <laughs> like, who's going to come and stop yeah, me any second? I'm supposed to be here. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's, it's absolutely crazy, but it's an amazing thing. And one thing I was explaining to one of my friends uh, about it, and he's coming down to help with photography tomorrow for the cup race. And I told him, I said, it's, it's kind of, and see if you feel the same way, it's smaller than you'd imagine. It's closer together, but it's still this huge thing. Like it just, it feels so different once you've been on the inside of it. Yeah. You know, it's, um, it, it's different, you know, cause we're in the mix of while we're doing this as a hobby, we're in the mix of people doing the same thing we're doing right. and getting paid to do it, Yeah, you know? So from that regard, it's like, you never want to step on anybody's toes. You never want to. You know, I, I'm, you don't want to push the boundaries, you know, you want to let those that are there for a, you know, consistent purpose, do their thing. But it is, you know, you come back in here and it's like, you know, people, drivers will walk right past, you know, owners will walk right past yep. you. And it's, and it's just like, it's just the thing. It's like the office, only their office moves right. each week to a new track. My first race was the Eldora truck race a couple of years ago. And Kenny Wallace is in the media center, and I'm just like, "Holy cow!" Right? Like, yeah. this is, I'm in the middle of right. this stuff. Yeah, you know, yeah, no, it's right. crazy. Yeah. Um. So Harvick is your guy then? Yes, Harvick is my guy. <laughs> All yes. right. Yes. Um. And, so I was very happy last August. Yeah. No kidding. No kidding. <laughs> well, so r real quick. Yeah. You get back. So, um, Kevin Harvick, in my opinion, and this is I I, I wanted to ask him this because he was doing the press conference in the media center yesterday, but right. I had an interview scheduled, so I wasn't able to come in here for the main one. But I wanted to ask him. You know, he has the win here at August 2010 with Richard Childress. He's got the win here last August with uh, Stuart Haas. In between those, I want to say he has seven or eight second-place finishes. He almost has more wins at Michigan than he does at Phoenix. And, I, you know, so he's dominated this track, just come up short a couple times. I wonder if he feels like this is almost maybe his second backyard with the way that he's really – ran here over the last couple of years and he's you know starting on the front row to tomorrow so uh, right. we'll see if what he can do with that see so. i'm i'm a kyle bush fan fair enough and so i don't expect anything to happen at michigan because he hates this place yeah I, what, but he still has what two wins here or yeah he's win? got a couple wins, couple I mean, wins. he's got to win yeah, everywhere he's i mean win everywhere. right that's right <laughs> except yeah. the roval yeah um 
So you mentioned that you had an interview scheduled yesterday. So tell yes. me about a weekend at the track for you, especially here at Michigan, because I know you do a big deal here at Michigan. Friday is absolutely <laughs> insane. Um, so got here um, a little few minutes later than planned just because I wasn't expecting the traffic. Yeah, uh, the rerouting. The, uh, rerouting and all that here. So I took a nice detour through the campgrounds and all that yesterday, nickel and diamond my way to the media center parking here in the infield. And... Um, you know, literally, I pack up the whole shop from the basement, bring it here in this big Rubbermaid tub, and it takes me a good, you know, 30, 40 minutes to get everything set up and neat and organized for a social media picture of ready to go kind of thing. And, um, you know, it, it's sometimes it's one right after another. Sometimes there's a few spaced out, you know, but uh, yesterday, a couple interviews came together yesterday, which was cool and made the day even more full. Um, and even did, I had some interviews scheduled, you know, I wanted to get the show posted at least by three o'clock yesterday. That way right. people could at least listen on the way home from work maybe or something. And I had a couple scheduled at uh four 30 and, and five 15 yesterday. So those are going to be on Tuesday show, but yeah, so it, it's, a. Uh, it's a, it's a long full day. I, you know, I hardly see the outside here on Fridays. Like I don't really even get to see much, you know, of practice or anything like that. Yeah, no, just I was surprised I saw you yesterday. Yeah, I wasn't expecting it. it. You know, it's running back and forth to, to grab, you know, a water, Gatorade, pop, whatever. And, uh, yeah, Fridays, Fridays are, are a crazy day. Uh, Saturday and Sunday, you know, it's just, you know, I, I got the microphone in the bag just in case something, but yeah, there's, it's, Production day is on Friday, that's for sure. So, who's been your? I know you mentioned Jeff Striegel. Who's been your favorite guest so far? Favorite guest? Um, I would have to say Steve Latart was really cool. Um, and I'm not just saying that because he randomly popped in <laughs> yesterday, but uh, I had him on a couple uh, a couple months ago, uh, and he was just uh, the wealth of knowledge and just like he can just he knows where you're coming from with your questions, and, and he'll just take it. You know, and run with it. It happened yesterday. We were talking about truck playoffs, and on my paper, I had uh, 16 too many, and I was alluding to 16 cup drivers are too many for the playoffs. Mm -hmm. He beat me to it. He knew exactly where I was going with the question before. Like, you know, he really good to talk to there. Um, from a driver standpoint, I'd have to say probably one of the coolest. Man, might be Ben Rhodes or Grant Enfinger. They're they're really cool to talk to. Um, I had my first interaction with Ben Rhodes last year at Kentucky when he won his okay. won at his home track, yeah, you know, yeah, yeah. and just completely different than what I expected from him. And he's every ever since when he's in a media center or whatever, I try yeah. to talk to him. Yeah, he's, absolutely. He's fun to interview. Well, and speaking of fun, uh, Matt Tift and I have become kind of uh, close. I don't want to say close, but uh, <laughs> he likes to give me crap for being a Michigan fan, yeah. and I have to take it because. Um, <laughs> Uh, we haven't been able to beat Ohio State. So I actually saw him in here yesterday and walked up to him, and I was like, hey, I'm thinking of doing a uh, college football preview show, like bonus show, no NASCAR. Is that something you might be interested in? He's like, yeah, you know, get a hold of me. So I'll see if we can't set something like that up because that'll be fun because I'm sure that'll be an hour of me just taking a beating. So <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome. Um, let's talk a little NASCAR because you, you brought it up with Steve Letarte. Um Last yesterday, a lot of the questions, it's funny because you were in here, so you didn't get to hear a lot of those I questions, no. but a lot of those questions out there yesterday were about the truck playoffs and the fact that today we had Matt Crafton, who was the second guy on the bubble, basically with no wins, second guy with no wins. And he had a chance of falling out. If somebody would have won a race, you got Ben Rhodes 
who was right there, you know, in the top eight, but didn't make the playoffs. And so there were questions yesterday about whether they should expand the field for the truck series to more than eight. We've talked on our podcast that 16 is a heck of a lot for the cup series. Too many. I, and what do you think? I mean, I think eight's perfect for the truck. Uh, I think 12 is pretty good for Xfinity. I think you could get away with doing 12 for Xfinity and cup. I uh-huh. think you got enough teams for that. Uh, from the truck series standpoint, I don't, yeah, I mean, you, you've got, you know, 32 showing up, um, right. You know, but I don't think you've got enough competitive teams to make it worth expanding. I think we've got a little bit of an anomaly this year that we had four guys with wins outside right. of your, of your play, your cut line. But that's the thing. When um, you get a guy that starts the season starts collecting points halfway through the season and can still make the top 20 right. to make the playoffs. Yes. I yeah. mean, that, that tells you that the field's not deep exactly. enough to support a bigger exactly. field. So I don't, I don't think, I, I think it's awesome. I think the level of excitement the last five plus weeks, because this is, this is not something that just happened last week. This thing has shaped itself over the last few weeks. Uh, and I think it's made for awesome racing, awesome yeah. TV, a reason to talk about the trucks, a reason to watch the trucks. Uh, it's been exciting finishes. Today was an, uh, I mean, this was almost, this was basically a playoff race yeah. because you had guy, it wasn't a set field coming into this race. Right. We had a playoff field coming into it. We, we had, had a playoff four guys finish. running that weren't in running for the lead at one point. Absolutely. Of course, it ended up being a guy that it was already in that got yes. the win, but still. Well, I, and then that's the thing, you know, uh, Tyler Ankrum almost got a <laughs> second win there. Like, kidding me? Like, I, you know, I get where people, you know, he won the fuel mileage race and, you know, you could say it was a backed in win. He still won nonetheless. I mean, if he would have won this thing today, you'd have earned that damn thing, right. you know? So, um, and, and that, but you know, restarts guys needing wins, you know, Crafton gave a little aggressive push there, got him loose. Couldn't keep it controlled. Uh, Ben Rhodes, you know, same thing with him. He, you know, hit the wall a little bit, took the four with him. They dropped back and that was the end of his day. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, Chastain, fortunately he's got his wins and, and was a lock. So, uh, nothing really lost other than the potential of maybe getting a few extra points from there. You know, it was right. this day, uh, unfolded early with the Ross Chastain issue starting pretty early. Yeah. And then, you know, just kind of going through, uh, we talked before we started recording here, you know, started off a little slow. Mm-hmm. Uh, but once we got towards the end of stage two, this thing really picked up. Yeah. This race is already, I mean, the trucks are good everywhere. Yep. The trucks are great at Michigan. Yep. And then you add that, that playoff excitement to it and yeah. it just was above and beyond yeah i'm really glad that this track uh is the uh uh season finale here i don't know if that changed for next year i don't, yeah, I don't know, know. Uh, but uh, i was excited to see it was a cutoff race that that was absolutely pretty cool. so yeah um the cup series obviously yeah. in a big transition right now we've got a new aero package which has been the topic of our podcast probably every week and how we think it's going um you've got you know some of the younger drivers starting to finally make a name for themselves other ones that haven't quite yet um, you've got some of the the veterans that are either have just recently recently retired are potentially retiring there's talk of some of them you know we don't know what kurt bush is doing next year yet um denny hamlin's been a big question mark except for the fact that it's probably his best he's ever run for a championship this year um what do you think of where the cup series is right now um you know if we talk from the arrow side of things you know i mean that spoiler's too big. They got to do something with that. And I'm sure you've hashed all these things out. So, yeah. uh, you know, I'll, you know, I, they got to do something. You shouldn't need to have to put traction compound down everywhere you go. I get it here at a place like Michigan. You know, this track surface is, what, eight, seven, eight years yeah. old, something like that. And it hasn't 
really worn out at all. I wish they could pave the roads in Michigan with the same stuff. Right. They yeah. No the kidding. That's, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> right. Uh, you know, so from that regard, I think there are certain tracks where it makes sense to put it down. I think they put it up too high. Yeah. I think they got to, you know, bring that down. I'll be curious if they bring it I down hope a little bit If they bring it down, then that, because then a you'll couple, have the stuff that's already up there a little bit. Right. And then you'll have, you know, that middle lane. A couple of the trucks were up there. I saw... Cowbush and Happy Hour was running right side tires in it in one and two. Okay, um, so there's they might slip up there yeah, tomorrow. If I, it's just, I don't think. I so. don't think so. You know, um, you know, if we talk playoffs and and, and all that, um, you know, Jimmy Johnson. Uh, I mentioned it yesterday on my show. I cannot believe he has not gotten a win since June 2017. Like, we just talked about it last week that he. I mean, he had a helmet painted for his next win and wore it one week. And one again. I mean, he was just on yeah. a roll and then just bam, done. Nothing. Yep. <laughs> See ya. Uh, you know, it's it, – you look at Clint Boyer. You know, Stuart Haas, I think they're – I think the four teams starting to get a little bit better handle of things. Uh, the 14 team, I think they've just had a string of bad luck. You know, they've had issues on the track. They've got – you know, they've, they've had – things not go their way, not necessarily from an on-track and, and fast car perspective that's kind of played a, a, a bummer there. Uh, you know, Suarez is, is in his first full year, you know. so But you look at where they were last year, it was Eric Almarola's first time in, in the 10 car last year, and all four guys got a win. Granted, it was, you know, Kurt Busch, and he has a win this year just with Chip Ganassi. Right. Um, you know, I think that team needs to – pull it together somehow you know they need and it's not that they're not there i think they're still working on the speed a little bit but i think they need a couple of good things to go their way uh otherwise they could be looking at potentially maybe just one Stuart haas car making the playoffs when all four made it last year jimmy johnson uh ryan newman you know it's uh ryan newman will probably get in just because he's been cons- it's newman it's been yeah. consistent as hell lately um but then i look and i see a bunch of other guys like chris busher who is having an awesome year for his team and the capabilities that I think that that team has. They're yeah. running top 15s pretty consistently, which is cool. You look at Matt DiBenedetto, who's had four top 10s in the last seven races. Uh, I'm really curious to see what they're able to do tomorrow. He's done it at road courses. He's done it at a mile. You know, can that team get something on a big two-mile you know, speedway like Michigan? Right. And if they can then I think that's a, an amazing uh, improvement that that team has done from the first half of their season till now. Um, and then you got your guys in the middle. You've got your – not even Kyle Larson. You know, you would, you know he's, he's not in the middle. Uh, you know, you got Kurt Busch. He's got your one win. Kevin Harvick, while he's up there in points, when things get receded, you know, he's not going to be up towards the top unless he can pull off another one. Um, you know, I think things are going to heat up a little, not to the degree that we've had with the truck series over the last couple of weeks, right. but that boils down to the fact that we've got 16 guys that are going to make it. So, Although we had a bunch of people wanting to fight each other last right. week. Right. Well, so. that's true. That's true. Jimmy Johnson and Ryan yeah, Blaney, Blaney still right? hate each other. Mm-hmm. Kyle still isn't yeah. getting along with his driver, former drivers. Yeah. And, yeah. So, yeah, it's it's been definitely a really interesting season so far. Um, who do you like for the championship? For the cha- I mean, it's hard. Uh, Hard, you can't hard not to pick Kyle Bush. Yeah, uh, I mean, dude's just he's he can he is, you know. When when I think drivers, they'll they'll tell media people, I feel confident that this team can win at any track. You know, 
whenever we show up. And I think some feel that way. I think some feel they have to say that. And then there are a very few handful of guys that that is the legit truth. Mm -hmm. And Kyle Busch is one of those. I don't care where you show up. That dude could have a tore up car (laughs) and be two laps down. And next thing you know, there's 25 to go and and he's up in the top 10. Yeah. You know, there is no quit in him at all. And so right now, I don't see how he isn't the favorite. He's doing that stuff that Jimmy Johnson used to do where you take a bad day and it's still a good day. Although when he implodes, he yes, implodes. He implodes. <laughs> yep. 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 Definitely. Um, what's the favorite track you've been to? Favorite track I've been to, I would have to say Atlanta. Okay. Um, just because it's got so much history. Uh, we've seen so, such amazing races there over the last couple of years. Uh, being able to stand on that track and actually see <laughs> what everyone talks about. You, you, you don't, uh, the TV doesn't do that track, the surface and how it looks justice, you yeah. know, standing there on it in person. That, that was, that was really, really cool. Awesome. Yes. What's uh, what's a track you haven't been to. That's like on your bucket list. That you got to get to Martinsville, Martinsville, Martinsville. Martinsville. I uh, was almost close to pulling the trigger to going this year. Um, it would have been a solo trip, which, you know, you want to have some people going to Martinsville. Uh, and next year, you know, it's going to be under the lights, short track racing at Martinsville. I mean, that just sounds like a, a good time. So I'm really going to try to make Martinsville next year work for me. How about you? Uh, Bristol for Bristol. me. Yeah, it, I mean, it's Bristol, it, Martinsville. Yeah, i got to get to both of those. It, it's it's got to happen. It's not the old Bristol, but it's still Bristol. Absolutely. And, and to get to get a chance to go there. Um, I don't know. Talladega for some reason is on my list, although okay. I, I don't know that I'm I'm not a bi- big fan of going to the big tracks because I like to see the whole track. Sure. And, and with them yeah. being that big, it's tough. Um, but Talladega is on my list too. Just, sure. I've always loved that place. Yeah. I, I love restricted. Well, it's not restricted plate racing well, anymore, yeah. but I love yeah. that style of racing, um, which is why I liked this package when they introduced it. It hasn't in it, we. I've gone back and forth week after week as to whether I like it, don't sure. like it, whatever. Sure. Um, but uh, what's a track to you that's not in the Cup Series? that you'd like to see in the cup series. Ooh, that's a good one. Um, I mean, like hypothetical. I mean, yeah. I think ones that really could, I, I mean, I think mid Ohio, uh, that's produced some really good Xfinity races. I, you know, I'm all about giving fans what they want right. to, you know, as long as it's feasible and, you know, um, especially now that NASCAR is going to have a little bit more control of the schedule, they don't have to keep things, you know, the same, you know, right. so, Right now, the 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 uh, fascination is is short or is uh, road courses. Mm-hmm. So give us road courses for a couple of years. Let that die, you know. And so if NASCAR gets that ability, you know, and I give us road courses, you know, right. we love them. So give them to us, you know. Yeah. And I get that it's a lot more complicated than that. I'm <laughs> right. so oversimplifying that <laughs> process right there. But I'm just saying, you know. Uh, the trucks and the Xfinity series go to a couple more, um, you know. Uh, Canadian, you know, the, uh, yeah. I mean, that would be cool. You know, take it, take it, uh, take it North. Can you, you know? imagine a playoff cutoff race with that turn? No, that's what, right. That's what I'm saying. <laughs> that know? last turn. In, and in I, the Cup you know, series. I, you know, a lot of Canadian Canadians come, you know, over to the Michigan race, mm-hmm. right? Like you can go out in the parking lot. You will see a lot of Ontario plates. Yeah. You know, um, if they were to go and put a race out there, I think people would show up for something like that, especially because, they haven't been there with, you know, a cup series race. I think right. that would be, I think that'd be quite the show. I'd like to see NASCAR go back to Montreal too. I like oh, Montreal. Sure. I like, yeah. I like Mexico when they raced down there. Um, actually I liked it until they took away the dog leg on the front stretch. Okay. I thought the dog leg on the front stretch was interesting. Um, I'd like to see 
Iowa obviously strikes strikes me as one. I feel like Iowa wouldn't be as good as everybody thinks it's going to be, though. Yeah, I mean, I I don't know. Uh, everyone talks about attendance and stuff like that. Yeah. And, you know, no one really shows up to Iowa, and that plays a role. You know, I, I don't know what kind of race that would produce from, from a Cup Series perspective. Um, I, I think that might be one of the ones that could get it the quickest. Yeah. You know, uh, but that, again, is, too, as if they even want – to go there. Right. So I like, I like gateway. I think there's a lot of excitement around gateway with the local fans and stuff there. And that track for a flat track that normally doesn't produce good racing in stock cars for some reason, right. Just always produces a great race. Yeah. Yep. So I'd like to see something there too. That'd be kind of cool. Um, what are your thoughts on dirt and cup? Uh, I, I, I like it in truck. Yeah. Um, I don't know. I, so coming as a wrestling fan, like, you know, <laughs> I understand gimmick matches, your cage matches, your Hell in a Cell matches, you know, and the the right storyline, then you need that gimmick to, to either finish. You know, it makes right. sense occasionally. You throw in too many cage matches, then it just becomes an everyday <laughs> thing. Too many ladder, you know, whatever. Um, you know, plate racing, I even – or tapered spacer racing right. whatever you want to call it uh you know to me that is a it's it's if i were to use an analogy that's what i would use it's a gimmick race from that regard and i think dirt that adds a gimmick feature to it not that that's bad i love eldora it's one of my favorite races but it's because it's once a year it's a special place in eldora that has history you know tony stewart saved the track right. you know i mean there's just it, it's a it's a story behind it right um, see, I felt like Eldora felt like a gimmick until we ran the first race there and then, and then it, it worked yes. and it made yeah. sense and it didn't, and, and maybe I, I don't disagree with you that it very well will feel like that in the cup series Yeah, and it might not work out in the cup sure. series. I mean, I don't know. May, all right, let's, let's go this way. I like what they've done and tested and, and messed around with like the all-star race or something mm -hmm. like that. If we wanted to do it on a non points paying race and kind of see how it goes, you know, right. But my thing is, I don't know what kind of a track would be big enough to handle. Yeah. You know, is there a dirt track out there that's... I don't think you could run Cup at Eldora. Not I mean, obviously, is. just, you know, you don't have a pit road. You know, there are some facets there. Well, and it's even also it's, in the middle of nowhere. Well, it's in the middle of nowhere. You, you know? need hotels for people. Right, yeah, like, exactly. There's not right? a hotel within an no, hour for that no. place for the most part. Um, you know... Uh, it's it's half mile, you know. We run at a half mile, but a half mile at Bristol and a half mile on dirt, two different. Yeah. You know, I feel so. like there's so much that they would have to change at Eldora, which would take the luster of Eldora away. Exactly, that and would hurt Eldora. That. Yep, yep. So yeah, yeah, it'd be interesting though. Yep. Yeah, yeah. We've we've put dirt on Bristol before. Yeah, so that's true. That's true. <laughs> um, anything else that I should know that that, I, that my listeners should know about you? Oh. Man, uh, my wife would like me to go and finish my PhD and stop doing so much podcast. Yeah, what do you do for your is your day job? What do you do during the day? So my day job is so boring, <laughs> so boring. Um, I am a um, I work for at a mortgage company, and I've actually been in the mortgage industry since two thousand and one. Uh, and right now, I am on the credit side of things, so I help and review and make credit decisions. Uh, I do some underwriting uh, just because the company's need some underwriting help right now, but I will analyze and review some of the more tougher situations and loans to see if we can make sense of it to meet, you know, FHA, Fannie Mae, Freddie Mac, VA guidelines and, and, and all that kind of stuff. So real, real exciting. Stuff. Sounds great. Yeah, yeah, it is. <laughs> it is. But the nice thing is I get to work from home three days a week. So that's, uh, 
that's always helpful when you don't have to go schlep into the office every day. So, there you go. Yes. Um, yes. Any more races you're going to this year? I am really going to try. I'm going to say I'm 75 to 80% going to be going to Richmond um, next month, September. Uh, my wife has some friends that are there. My wife's not going to be able to go, but um, they've offered a place to stay. Nice. It's, uh, I think it's only like 18,000 Delta miles to fly out there, but that's actually going up a little bit. So I need to either book this flight now next week or <laughs> it's going to cost me a lot more um you know so uh probably going to be going to richmond awesome so. that's that one's on my list too yeah for yeah sure yes um where can people find you where can they find the podcast where can they find you on social media the lap traffic podcast.com uh check out i've got an intern he's uh putting some pieces uh turn four with intern teddy on the website which is really cool uh always real active on twitter at lap traffic pc i do a ton of giveaways and stuff like that i'm very close to 4,000 followers and have a uh, giveaway going on there. So if you're not following, go follow and tell your friends. Uh, Instagram, the Lap Traffic Podcast. Uh, it's uh, pr pretty pretty common, you know. <laughs> I, I tried to get it as many close to the same right. thing as possible, you know. Nice. So. Um, once a week, you guys you do a bunch of bonus stuff too, don't you? Um, it's typically once a week. Uh, I've fortunately had a lot of extra content over the last couple of weeks. I actually did eight shows in four weeks. <laughs> uh, but now that MIS is over, it'll be for the most part, probably one show a week, the rest of the season, unless something, you know, really cool comes along or I decide to do another listener call in show or something like that. But, uh, yeah, for the most part, rest of the year, it'll probably be Tuesday nights. Uh, you can get it on iTunes, Podbean, or wherever you listen. Awesome. Great. Uh, meanwhile, you can find me on Twitter at T Super Speedway. You can find our podcast on Facebook.com slash The Super Speedway. Our website is thesuperspeedway.com. You can find the podcast there, all kinds of different coverage. Uh, the podcast is on iTunes, Google Play, and SoundCloud. And I'm at the track this weekend at Michigan International Speedway. You can find coverage from this weekend at thesuperspeedway.com. I'll be back later in the week with a post-race podcast. Uh, I don't know quite how that's going to look yet because James is off this week, um, but I'll figure it out. Uh, follow my Twitter account for updates during Sunday's race at MIS. And for now, everybody, let's go racing. See ya.